Okay, so what time did you wake up? You I got up at 9.20 this morning. 9.20. What time, What time, Tim, do you normally wake up? 7.30. You normally wake up at 7.30? Like yeah. Like the alarm is going off? The alarm goes off at 7.30. So then when do you get out of bed? Like what's your, like, okay, alarm goes off at 7.30. What time do you averagely get out of bed? I got to be out at like at least 8. At least 8? Yeah. What's the first thing you have in the morning? Is it just class or... Um, on Tuesday and Thursday, the first thing I have is class at 9.30. Okay. But on, like, Monday, Wednesday, I have practice at 9. So, like, I gotta be up. And I gotta get a little bit of something to eat before I go do any of that. And even before that, I gotta, like, you know, fix my hair and make myself look nice. Fix your hair? Dude, you have a buzz cut. Not right now, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, man. Well... What is up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. I got Tim Lambert here on the show. What is up, Tim? Oh, you know, not a whole lot. Just a nice little uh, Wednesday morning here in uh, the lackey guest room. That's right. We're in <laughs> <laughs> We're in my guest room. We're talking it up. Uh, we have these microphones sitting on our guest bed uh, in Jardine Apartments at K-State University. That's We're right. just talking about Tim's daily routine a little bit. He said he gets up at 730 he said the first thing he has is class. Tim, let's just talk about a normal day in your life. Talk about who you are, what a normal day looks like. Go. All right. After I get up and uh, get ready, get breakfast, I usually uh, take all my stuff to Ahern Fieldhouse. And and to be clear, Tim, talk about first what you do at K-State. Let's talk about that first. That's okay. probably, yeah, probably yeah, smarter. Yeah. So, um, so they know who you are, the people. The people got to know who you're talking about. And welcome to the show. I think I'm going to call it The Show. The Show. This is the first podcast of the Be Fast podcast. That's the official name I landed on. Yeah, I saw that this morning on the on the gram. On the gram. I posted it on uh-huh. Instagram this morning. At it's, it's Coach Carson. That is my Instagram <laughs> handle. Yes. I, I'm not sure if I regret that or not. I like it. A lot, <laughs> a lot of people are always like, what's up? It's Coach Carson. So... I'm not trying to be a YouTuber, but I thought it'd be clever to put the, yeah. the it's in front of Remember it. Remember to, li- to like and subscribe after this. <laughs> that's right. That's Leave right. a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Repost. Share it with your friends, your families, your grandmas. That's right. Share it for everyone you know. Okay, Tim. Who are you? What do you do at K-State? I am a 400 specialist That's right. at K-State. I do anything with a four. 400 hurdles, four by four, and the 400. I am a senior this year, academically, mm. I suppose. Just a junior on the track. I suppose to. Due to COVID stipulations. That's right. Yes. Um, but I am a senior in kinesiology. So typically my day goes wake up, get ready, breakfast. I got my first class usually around 9.30. Interpersonal physical activity. Oh, that sounds intriguing. Yes. Do you like that class, just quick aside? I do. I like it a lot right now. Okay, okay. Love my professor, Dr. S, Dr. Stopker, uh, I believe is how it is pronounced. I believe this is his first year here at Kansas State, coming from somewhere in Georgia. I like him a lot. He does a good job. Okay, cool. I'm in that class for about an hour, hour 15, and I go to practice. You practice in the mornings, like your track work is in the mornings? Typically. Um, this semester it will be. I think my latest 
practice time this semester is at noon. And it changes every semester based on your class schedule. Yeah. That's kind of how Coach Revelta does mm-hmm. it. Yep, so I uh, I fill out my class schedules and do what I want to do, and then he writes my practice times around that. Cool. Now, this is something I've always wondered. Before COVID, because I obviously – I was your teammate last year, mm-hmm. but this was post-COVID when I joined the team – before COVID, was it like as small of groups or did he go small groups because of COVID and then go on after that? Like, did he have like bigger groups at practice? Uh, if he can, he likes to. Like this this first semester of this year, we had our 400 group together almost every day. In the fall. I do In remember that. It was at like 1 o'clock. Yeah, and we day. usually had a pretty big group yeah. like that. But pre-COVID, like he, he did the scheduling Pretty much, this he's always done that the same. So if the group gotcha. was big or if the group was small, it just depends on what everybody's schedules were like. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I was just curious on that. Yeah, that, I don't think that's really changed um, circumstantially because of COVID, but more just because of class schedules. Just as a class schedule goes. Yeah. Cool. So you talked about your day a little bit. Talk about who you are. Last season, me and Tim were teammates. We met a year and a half ago, about yeah, yeah. Approximately, I, I ran at Truman State Division Two mm-hmm. um, for my undergrad. Go dogs! That's right. Same colors as K State, purple and white. And um, I'm a hundred, two hundred meter guy, so we didn't really run the same events. We mm-hmm. didn't practice a whole lot together. Nope. But about a year ago, exactly. We kind of started thinking about outdoor uh-huh. and the four by one, yeah. and we were on the relay together at K State, which was fun. Tim is a four hundred guy, but his PB is ten five in the hundred, so he can just do it all, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> he can do it all. I can't confirm that he can. Um, so that was fun to be on the relay with you. I was the starter first leg. Tim was the anchor. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Tim and you look at me, we are the two ends of the relay but we're also the two opposite looking guys he's tall a little skinnier i'm shorter a little bit got a little bit more muscle on me Uh he's got dark he's got light hair i got dark hair yep blue eyes dark eyes i don't know why we're talking about the way we look but nobody can see us nobody can see us at all yeah we're not filming this on (laughs) on camera but cool last season you went you had a pretty awesome season why don't you talk about that a little bit it was fun to watch the four by four Talk about how you finished. Talk about your time uh, going to nationals, the process there. Yeah, so we had that goal of going to nationals probably like all of season. I think we definitely knew that we could do it. Um, we uh, ran at conference. I'll just start there, and we got second. We got runner-up in the conference we ran. A three o, um, three something I think. Yeah. There and then. Uh, Who took first that race? Uh, Baylor. Yeah. Baylor okay. did, <clears throat> and Baylor yeah. ran like a three o two, and we ran a three o three. Texas didn't run that race, so we probably would have gotten bumped back one spot. But like, um, we beat some really good teams. Uh, OU has a really good four by four, and TCU has a really good four by four. And we beat those guys, and that was pretty special. And then when we went into our preliminary rounds, the West Regional was at uh, University of Arkansas, and we 
ran, I think, just barely faster than we did at conference to set our school record. That's right. I remember that. school. I just was popping in my head as you started talking about mm-hmm. it. I was like, I'm pretty sure they got the school record at the yes. regional. So keep going. Um, we, we had like a stacked heat at the regional round. And I remember we got like sixth in the heat. And we were just kind of like, holy cow. Like, that wasn't very good. But we ran like 303.9. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we got in on, on one of the last timed qualifiers. Because this the regional was pretty stacked. And yeah. There were like a few teams that got DQ'd. Um, but I don't think it would have mattered. I think we would we were in anyways. Um, so we were like 14th or 15th ranked in the nation going to nationals. And we ended up getting 15th at nationals. All-American status. Yeah, second team, all-American status. Um, I believe we ran a 304 there. Uh, I tied my personal best split at which nationals, was? which was a 4605, which is exactly what I ran Wow! at regionals in Arkansas. So two weeks back to back, I ran the same time. So personally, like not talking about how the relay finished, because I mean, you guys ran a school record mm-hmm. at the regional and then you ran a 304 at nationals. Was that just the first round? I can't. Yeah. You just ran We just once. ran one round at Nationals. Yeah. So personally, though, you finished like two of your best splits ever. Yes. Was Nationals a bit of a letdown running at 304? Or were you just like, man, we came in, ranked 15th, got 15th. Like we kind of competed to the best of our ability. Or what was, what's going through your mind? What are your thoughts about how that Well, it definitely out? was like a we competed to the best of our, our ability because that's what we had done right but it was kind of like you want to do a little bit better it's eugene like totally. i want to i want to do i want to pr here like <laughs> i want to run faster here. right i want to do something i was like you've got to be freaking kidding me that i ran the exact same split as i did at arkansas it was exact to exactly like, to the hundredth yes wow in back-to-back <laughs> races and i was like <laughs> see i didn't know that i was like really happy because it's my best split but then i'm like you really couldn't have dipped under 46 at least once like yeah come on tim you, you couldn't get like that 45 9 <laughs> <laughs> hey this year this year i know yeah yeah i was just like <clears throat> a little bit disappointed that i didn't go sub 46 but then i'm like that's kind of uh, maybe a good thing to be disappointed in getting a little picky on myself with that one yeah it's not it's, like you're it's slow like, it's it's like <laughs> from my background i'm some kid from a small town in kansas like i ran a pretty good time yeah i mean how, i'm how, very happy with it and it's my pr so yeah that's awesome so what was it like that was your first time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, in there. eugene what was it just like just being there when you walked in the stadium what were your emotions kind of first time walking in um it's weird because you walk in, everybody talks about how how good that place is, how like beautiful it looks. Magical, I've heard. Mm-hmm, magical. But yeah, it's like you walk in and you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, it is really nice. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is a little bit better than <laughs> <laughs> what we got here in Manhattan. And then RV Christian Trek, which is an awesome facility. Which is a very nice trek. But it's not. It's not Eugene. Uh-uh. It's not. A, it's not like a coliseum. Like uh-uh. it, it's a huge stadium. Yeah, and the stands go like all the way around. Yeah, almost. Have um, you been to Drake before? I have not. Right. Okay. There. there, it's like Drake. I ran there once, not the Drake relays, but at the that track, and their stands are super cool. But it's they don't go all the way around. It's like a U. So. Yeah, like. I think that there's seats all the way around that stadium in Eugene. I can't remember, but they have like, it's at least a U and then on the, they have to have seats all the way around this big video screen Yeah, on the end. And you're like, it's like, feels like you're in a football stadium almost. Yeah. That's sick, but it's only track. The Mm -hmm. best sport ever. Well, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, maybe not the best sport ever. It was, but it was just like a little bit overwhelming too, because when we got there, we were there for practice, and so was everybody else. Oh, so it was just packed. It was just pretty much packed on the oh, infield. Gotcha. But it was still like this place is awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So you ran on Thursday or Friday? Uh, we ran on Wednesday. Oh, it's a four-day meet. Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's men, women, men, women. Does it flip? Doesn't it flip every year? So it's like men, women one year, and then women, men the next. I could be wrong. I'm not a track expert. I think so. Actually, I think the women finals are always on Saturday. I believe. Okay. Okay. To the best of my knowledge. Yeah. But yeah, so the men run first on Wednesday, do all of their prelims, and then the women go on Friday, and then they follow same order for finals. So we ran Wednesday, and I don't remember exactly what time we ran, but then after that race, it was just like, awesome, we're done. Yeah. And that's kind of what I expected going in. I knew it was going to be hard for us to get into the final, Um, and then I just got to hang out in Oregon and watch three more days of track. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so fun. Cause we, you know, we had other people there competing mm-hmm. and TJ went and won the national championship, Yep, which was awesome. I'm yeah. sure you watched that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, can't miss it. Yeah. Um, all right. So anything else to say about that meet? So you finished the, you finished the, the year, you finished the season, great season, best season of your Collegiate career. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you didn't run faster than high school. Uh-uh. But uh, <laughs> so you go into the summer. What did you kind of do in the summer just to kind of recover from the year? I mean, college track is a long year. Mm-hmm. So what, what did you do? I know you took time off. What did that look like for you? How long, how much time off did you take? And then what did you do when you started training again? And when did you start training? Well, I actually got sick. Um, well, that makes sense. This is a thing. So this is, yeah, this is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like kind of a common thing when you're pushing your body for so long that when you finally get done, then your body gets sick. And if you're not an athlete, you've definitely experienced this for finals week. Like Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this and you went to college and you have finals week, a lot of people get sick 
after finals week. A lot of times in December and the spring as well, but no. Yeah. It happened to me my senior year at Truman. I got sick and everyone thought I had COVID, uh-huh. but I didn't. And I had a super bad sinus infection. Anyways. So I got a sinus and ear infection. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a doozy. And it was pretty bad. I came home and my parents were just like, you sound terrible. <laughs> This and this and Wait, this. you got sick in Eugene? Yeah, I got sick. Oh. Like, it started when I was in Oregon, but it okay. wasn't anything that I was like, oh, I can't run, or oh, this is so bad. But I, it was like, you know, when you kind of start feeling it a little bit, and you're yes. like, oh, no, I yes. think I'm getting sick. Yes. And then it was like, we came home from Eugene. We got back, like, super early on, like, Monday morning or something. I just remember going home and sleeping, and then I packed all my stuff up, and I went home on, like, that Tuesday or something, and I took a day off being back home before I started working my job. I work in the summer. You're a painter. You painted, right? paint houses with (laughs) some of my former high school teachers. That's small town Kansas right there at its finest. Yep. And uh, it was, like during that time where my parents were like, you just like, don't feel good. Do you? I'm like, no, like I had a cough and I just couldn't really get over it. And so I go into like a emergency care place at this clinic that my family goes to. And, uh, they gave me an antibiotic and it it doesn't do anything. Oh, uh, huh. So then I go, to a rare case a PA worst sinus infection in the history of the actually universe. it might have it might have been like, <laughs> just just wait because I've got this story goes this story oh, no. goes okay <laughs> so I go to a PA in Lindsberg okay where I'm from yeah Lindsberg Kansas Lindsberg, little Kansas. Sweden yep little Sweden USA if you haven't been there you should go just for a day check it out I have a buddy Eddie Barrett if he's if you're listening shout out Eddie Barrett He's his family is like from there, mm-hmm. and he goes there. And if you don't he, have anything to do this upcoming fall, go to the Svensk Hillings Fest. It's like a big Swedish it's festival. It's like a big three day Swedish it, festival. Oh, this is such a quick aside, but you have to tell them we have Swedish teammates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. you've taken there. Two Swedish teammates. Um, Carl Off Forselis is from Stockholm. Yes, and Emil Ulin is from Fallen, which. There is actually a town close to Lindsberg that is called Fallen. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So kind of neat little thing there. But, but I brought them both they've back. They've been to Little Sweden. To Little Sweden. The Swedes yes. have been to Sweden. Yep. That's awesome. Awesome trip that we took. And they absolutely loved it and thought it was the funniest and coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Sweden approved. Little Sweden, Lindsberg, Kansas. Check yes. it out. Okay, yeah. back to the sinus infection. Right, back to the sinus infection. <laughs> I'm interested to know because I remember texting you this summer because I got married this summer. Yes. And I was on my honeymoon and all that stuff, and I'm like, hey, man, great job at Nationals. How you doing? And you're like, I'm, I'm actually sick. doing terrible right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick, and I can't, I can't get over it. And uh, so like, I go into the clinic in Lindsberg this time, and it's like on a Saturday. Our neighbor is a PA, and she gets me in because she's like, yeah, you're like – Deathly, no, not like actually deathly, but like <laughs> you're sick. You can't say that because COVID, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So she gets me on a different antibiotic, 
with a steroid this time. And it starts, like, I start to finally feel better. But just super packed. I run out on my prescription. Oh, did it and come it, back? And it doesn't clear it all the way. <sighs> and so then it starts to come back. And did it come back, like, mm-hmm. fully? Yeah, pretty much. So then I'm like, sinuses and my ear is infected and it, like I can't hear very well out of one of my ears because it's just so backed up with fluid and so then I finally get in to a doctor and he's like so I could put you on something that's pretty strong but I want to do a bunch of blood testing and lab work blood testing yeah okay so I got like a CBC, which is like a complete blood count. Okay. Um, I did like an electrolyte test and um, a few other things that I definitely don't remember. This is gonna be scary to like be like, dude. I thought this was a sinus infection. It's July at this point, probably. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and he was like, "Yeah, I want to like make sure you're okay." Gotcha. With all of your levels here, and he put me on something for like ten days. And after a few days, I I texted him and I was like, "Hey, like I don't feel any better." And he was like, "Okay, you're coming back." So then like I went back and he put me on something. He was like, "This is like literally the strongest thing that I have, and I'm gonna <laughs> give it to you, and I'm going <laughs> to give it to you with a steroid again." So it was my fourth round. But hopefully it was like more. Hopefully they looked at your records. And they're like, okay, we're going to give you a bunch of units of this. They were like, he was like, once all my results came back, my results came back, he was like, I feel comfortable giving this to you. And he was like, "Um, it was my fourth different antibiotic of the summer. (sighs) And at this point, it was August. And I remember, because when I got back to, or when you came back to Manhattan. I had just finished my prescription like right before i came back and you were still just a little stuffy Mm -hmm. i remember that and it was like a full summer (laughs) that i was sick (laughs) and it was like we came back to school and i was getting ready to start practicing again and i was like finally feeling decently okay just in time so you took the whole summer off it sounds like well i like lifted over the summer um but i didn't really run that much It was difficult to do anything on the track. Like I could go run like a few miles and not really have any issue. But once I got done, I would just be coughing for two hours. That sounds awful. But if I went and lifted, that was okay. So I did lift over the summer. Okay. That's all you need to do anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What a story. Wow. Everyone in the whole world is going to know the story now. I believe that everybody knows already. I, I don't, on the team at least I didn't know all of that uh-huh. so I'm glad that it was it was a lot I knew you were sick like all summer mm-hmm. but I didn't know the details it was crazy I was just like it wasn't even it was just like a sinus infection and you would think that it would be fine yeah You'd just get one thing and you would get over it right nope not the case just kidding <laughs> no and I remember I was at work and every there would be like it'd always be like an hour and a half after I woke up that I just have insane mucus buildup and my everybody that's sick every, that's that disgusting is sick. it was, it was <laughs> gross and I can't believe I'm talking about this but yeah like all my coworkers and my bosses would just be like 
you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> I can still do this. And they'll be like, you need to go somewhere else. <laughs> You're going to sound like that the whole day. Dang. I'm surprised they didn't fire you. Yeah, me too. Cool. Well, steering back to track. A little yeah. bit more track-centered conversation. That was awesome, though. I, more I, track, less illness. That's right. Hey, make the shirt. <laughs> that might be the first uh, merch to come out with the podcast. JK. Um, season is pretty much in full swing. Mm-hmm. We are going to Tech this weekend. We're leaving tomorrow at the time of the recording of this podcast. At, yes. Tomorrow. We are leaving tomorrow morning to go to Texas Tech the world's greatest place, Lubbock, Texas, mm-hmm. um, for the weekend, a little yeah. vacay. Uh, talk about how your season's going, how you're feeling, because um, you've you've ran well so far. Talk about that and how you're feeling going into Tech this weekend. I feel pretty good going into Tech. This is like, um, I think my first year. Here at K- this is my fourth year at K State, but it's my first year where I've haven't gotten sick <laughs> Dang. during the school year. Oh, okay. So like, of course, just as I said, I was sick all summer. But um, freshman year, of course, was my COVID year where we didn't even have an outdoor season. Your freshman year was twenty 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 no twenty nineteen twenty twenty okay. Yes. Okay. My sophomore year, I got COVID. And then my junior year, I got COVID again. And so this year, I have gone through the whole first semester illness-free. And I think that that has really helped me uh, through our first three meets so far. Yeah, no kidding. And it's Did you been... always get sick in the fall, like mm-hmm. in December, like right when cold and flu season kind of kicks off? Well, last year, I got the flu so first semester or first year, so, so, you haven't yeah. gotten so sick. So right now, I have not been sick yes. yet this semester. That's awesome. And now we're into the second semester. Going into Lubbock. Going into Lubbock. And what are you running this weekend? I'm running the 400 and the 4x4. So I'm pretty excited. I'm not really that experienced in like the open 400. It's not what I run that often. But I've been running them a lot more during indoor season, especially this indoor season. Yeah. And I think it's fine. I ran <laughs> forty-eight fine. eight at our triangular meet, which was like my first open four hundred in a very very long time, let alone indoor four hundred. Yeah, and on a bank track uh-huh. too. Yeah, and then uh, last week in Ahern, I split a forty-nine on our two hundred flat track. Yeah, which is oh pretty good for on that track and during this time of the year right so i usually have pretty good races at texas tech that's why i really like going there and i like kind of the area that we stay in at lubbock it's kind of right by the track we can just like walk to the track yeah from the hotel and there's pretty good food right by where we are so I usually always enjoy our trips to. Lubbock. I'm a big pot belly guy. I mm-hmm. went there so much, so much during outdoor yeah, season went, when we went there. We went there twice last year for outdoors. Mm-hmm. So practically lived in Lubbock. Had yeah. to pay rent. And we went there for an indoor meet last year, so we went. To oh yeah, times. I was injured, so I didn't go. Oh, yeah. 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 So I like Lubbock a lot, <clears throat> um, from a competing standpoint. Right. You probably wouldn't want to live there. I don't think I'd want to. Yeah. Live there. 
I don't understand how anyone lives there. No offense if you live there and you're listening. Um, But, yeah, Lubbock this weekend. To uh, finish up our time here, Mm -hmm. we've been going for about 30 minutes. Yeah. It's a good little length here. What is your – you train a lot. You've been an athlete your whole life. What are some of your favorite ways to train? How do you feel about the weight room? Just talk about your training and what workouts are some of your favorites. Like you had 250s yesterday. Like how was that? All that stuff. Yeah, I usually really like the days that we um, come into the track and we do a running workout. Although like they are a lot tougher and they don't make me feel that great. I feel a lot better like when I'm done with it. So yesterday we came in and I ran three 250s and one 150. And I was like, this is probably going to suck. And then it ended up going really well. And those are probably like the workouts that I enjoy the most. But, um, just like the long and fast stuff. Yeah. Just like usually when we come in and there's like four or five reps and you know they're going to be fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like. Got you. Because what percentage were those at? I feel like they were at. 90 yesterday, I believe. I was going to say. 85 or 90 percent. They were pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So, full recovery almost. Yeah, too. almost. So. Yeah, I like I like those. I like when we finally kind of transition out of what we do all fall, which is mostly just volume type workouts, where it's just like eight reps of 200s or like nine 150s. Or you're just kind of doing it to do more, and they're not necessarily fast reps. Yeah. When we come inside, and it's like you actually get to feel like you're running. Yeah. That's what I like. My, uh, so I only ran one year at K State. It was my grad year, mm-hmm. right? And the worst workout ever in my whole career that we would do here at K State, the 9150s, those. No matter what time of year they were, how fast they were, they just killed me. So we train on a flat 200 track. Mm-hmm. We run these 150s. It's three sets of three, and you have a minute rest. So you run the, the 150 on a flat indoor track. It's just like straight, curve straight, yeah. and you just walk across the infield to run your next rep. One minute rest during the set, three minutes between sets. And I remember the first time I did that, I laid on the track. It was a Saturday morning. I laid on the track, and I just, like, was spent. And I did it again. I mean, the last time I did it, it was, like, mid-outdoor. And we did it on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. and I Or not a Saturday, but we did it on, like, a weekend. I wasn't competing, so maybe it was a Saturday. It probably was, yeah. And, like, I was toast. I'm like, dude, these are at, like, 78 80%, like, I should be in the best shape of my life right yeah. now. I did get injured and I was out for two and a half, three months yeah. or something like that. But yeah, yeah the, those always cooked me. Those are not my favorite. You won't in retirement. You will not catch me doing those. I'm not a huge lover of our like Saturday workouts. Yeah, they're just they're a lot rough, and I'm not always in the best mindset of coming in on a Saturday morning and having to run. Yeah, I mean it's like eight two hundreds. Yeah, at like eighty something percent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I mean I, I lived for the days, for the like twelve by 
100 yeah, at those were my favorite like 82 percent or something yeah because those are short enough where it doesn't really start burning until the end and it's like a minute or a minute 30 rest my favorite ones on the weekends was like the 150 breakdown so oh, yeah it's like a minute rest 150 and then you you want run a 150 minute rest then it's a 140 and you just go it's 10 meters shorter every rep until 80 meters and uh those are my favorite ones because they were supposed to get like faster as you went yeah like it was like 75 percent was the 150 and he would give you your 150 split and your 80 split yeah. right and then no he would just give you percentage he would just, he would just give you your split on your 150 right right and with the percentage and he would say build up to this percent yeah yeah that was fun i i Going from a Division two to Division one program, it was really cool because Coach Revelto like times everything and mm-hmm. like keeps records of everything. They send you an email the next day the of next your, day with your results, your results and everything, and it's awesome. And I I really like that because I would keep it for my own records too. I'd be like, okay, so we had this workout a month ago, and this is what I did, yeah. and I felt like crap that time, but this time similar workout ran similar times but i felt like stronger so it it was cool that way to keep that training log in that way for yourself so yeah i always like that and then i can kind of see what some of my teammates did right yeah because you're not practicing with everybody i don't always have them with me and then i could be like okay like it looks like it was just as hard for them as it was for me, right? Or not, but or you can be like, "Wow, you, they really killed it." Uh huh. And and it's all objective. It's not like you can't tell how they were feeling. You can just yeah. see their times and stuff. Yeah. But cool. Well, that's all I got for today. You have any other comments? Anything you want to talk about? Yeah. Did you want to talk about the weight room? Oh yeah 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 I did. Thank yeah. you. Um. So I'm a big weight room guy. Uh-huh. I love it. I learned a lot about it. Got my CSCS recently. Yep. I have had a few strength conditioning internships. You are also a big weight room guy. Yes. Weight room believer. Your dad, high school football coach, high school gym teacher, yeah. right? Is that true? Weights, high school weights and middle school PE. Right. So from a young age, I think you were probably lifting, I think is what you told me. Uh-huh. And you're a strong guy. Like You got that build where you're like elastic skinny as a pole mm-hmm. but you're strong yeah like last year i remember you power clean like 245 i think um or, i think my best college power clean is like 260 right like you're super strong and you're 62 or uh-huh. something like that so yeah. this guy is powerful if you're listening so talk about the weight room what are your thoughts about it what do you think it's useful for what are sometimes it doesn't really steer you in the right direction um, I think I have a pretty uh, good background in the weight room, and I've been exposed to um, how to lift and Olympic lifting and like cleans, power cleans, doing lifts from the floor, squatting, deadlifting, all that stuff. I like I understand it and I know how to do it. Um, my transition from like high school to college was really difficult because I had to change how I lifted because in high school. I lifted like a football player, so like I was squatting once a week. I was hand cleaning and power cleaning once a week. And now it's like we do more movement-specific type uh, workouts. And so 
it was like lifting in high school. It was like lifting just to lift and just to like get bigger, faster, strong, strong, just be strong. But like you said, when you're at the K state, Mm -hmm. maybe there's a phase early in the summer where you're trying to maybe put on some mass or, you know, just lift to get those uh, muscles firing again after a season, after some rest, but it's a little bit more intelligent form of training, more specific to, um, track and field yeah we do i never like did a pull like a clean pull that type of lift or you know when you're not catching the bar you're just doing the pull aspect of a power clean right or um so we do a like different variations of our squats we do like quarter squats full squats half squats yeah we use safe bars and straight bars (laughs) Like I, I remember last year, late in the spring, we were doing like safety squat bar, mm-hmm. half or quarter squat. Yes, and it's like I had like freaking over five hundred pounds on there, and I was like, "Is this what you want?" Uh-huh. And Carol was in there, and she's like, "Yeah, like that's all the depth you need to get." And when you're going that far down, like you could put the planet on your back yeah. and just <laughs> get back up when like, it's only a quarter squat. I had a, a complex on Monday. Of this week, where I had like safe squat, and then go into some jump squats, and I'm still sore from that. Yeah, and it's I don't just doubt different because it's like, well, in high school I would just go in there and we'd do five sets of five squat. Yeah, and then you would do five sets of five hand clean. Uh huh. And now it's like, well, we're gonna change. We're still gonna squat, but we're gonna change how you do it and you were going to change it like almost every week changing the percentage changing, changing the, your reps the variation depths, of the lift yeah and that's doing it single leg squats and and that's where i think weight training is really fun cuz mm-hmm. you just can get caught in the weeds so easily if you're just like okay what variation variation do we need to do at this time of year and what um, depth should we be doing mm-hmm. at this time of year? And it's like, well, you don't want to stray too far from the basics, but at the same time, if you know how to program it intelligently, you can chase that adaptation that will really kind of set you um, and help slingshot you into that peak at yeah. the end of the season. So yeah, we do we do a lot of things that are different here than what I was used to my whole life. Had a transition for like probably like two years to finally be like feel comfortable again feel comfortable yeah with it and be like okay like yeah i think i understand what we're doing and like knowing what the lift meant and knowing how to properly do it because it's like oh we're actually we're just gonna change one little thing kind of yeah and then i'm like i don't know how to do that (laughs) but it's really not that complicated (laughs) yeah well one thing i really like about being here so at my other university we only lifted twice a week. Really? You know, it was really basic stuff. It was good stuff. I got mm-hmm. stronger. It worked. And if you, even with the most basic program, if you are just in, really intentional about it and work hard, I mean, you'll get a lot out of that. Yeah. And not like Coach Revelto stuff is like super complex, but he knows how to program it so intelligently, I've noticed, where it fits at the right phase of every training cycle 
every couple months it's a new phase or every month you know every Mm -hmm. few weeks it's a new lifting cycle and he really has the mindset of assisting what is happening on the track because a track is the most important thing or jumping is the most important thing or um whatever because he coaches the sprints and jumps like he really uses the weight room to assist that and other track coaches do that but in my experience before coming to k-state it was like well i know we need to lift so we better just go check this box and like get it done Mm -hmm. but gonna be in there as little as possible but with coach revelto it's like four days a week of lifting typically and um yeah it's it's awesome like it's super good stuff i remember i saved all my like lifting sheets that i got because i was like i'm gonna use this later you know yeah i think i've kept all of my practice plans for like the past two years yeah i mean it's good stuff i mean if you're working with a high school kid you're not gonna do that exact same stuff but it gives you a good idea yeah. of kind of where you're at and and i, I think i mean coach revelto changes kind of what he does a little bit every year mm-hmm. he's been doing it for a long time and i mean he's a great coach obviously so it's just kind of cool to i mean i'm a manager this year um for those of you listening obviously tim knows that yeah but like it's been cool to work alongside coach revelto and just kind of see how he thinks differently and i've only been around him for a year and a half now as his athlete last year manager on the staff this year so but yeah anything else to say about the weight room weights all that uh yeah i just think coach revelto is very you know specific in what he wants and it's for a reason and i really like that because it's like um, it feels like there's purpose with everything. You're not just going in there to do what you did in there last week or just Yeah. You're not going in the weight room to put more weight on the bar and just see how much weight you can do. It's like, no, he wants moderate weight on this lift for a reason. Right. And I like that. <clears throat> there's a lot of like structure and I feel pretty pretty like safe with it when you go in. Um and I usually lift with uh, Coach Cavender and in the indoor football facility, and yeah. I think he does a really good job of making sure that everybody's on the same page. Coach Cav is awesome. Yeah, he is yeah. awesome. Yeah. A lot of instruction, and there's been a lot of learning, and just kind of being exposed to a different way of being in the weight room, which I like. Yeah, and coming from small-town Kansas, I mean, your dad's not dumb, but that's mm-hmm. just he just does it differently. Well, he's not coaching athletes high to level. run track. Yeah. You know, just a lot general of his athletes athleticism. do run track, but it's just, yeah, it's just general athleticism. He right. has to, you know, if you're in a high school weight room, you have to be able to do all, like bring all the sports into one yeah. class. And that's a whole nother podcast in its own. Yeah. I'll have to get him on the podcast. It'd be confusing though because Tim. <laughs> it's the same name. It's the same name. Tim is a junior, so it'd be like, okay, back on the podcast, we have Tim Lambert. Yep. I have to put senior. Senior. Maybe on this title, I have to put junior. Junior for mine. Yeah. I remember back back to circle back for one second. I was lifting last spring, and like we were doing bench press, and it was supposed to be like thirty percent of your bench max, and that was like. Did I tell you this story? Yeah, I think I know. I think I do. (laughs) I'm in RVC lifting, and I'm with Gabe, and we are – it's supposed to be 30%, and I put – it's supposed to be 80 pounds, 
something like that. Yeah. And my, I just was like, I'll just throw on a 25. That way I don't have to just like, whatever. It'll just be easier to throw a 25 on yeah. there and do it real quick. And we're supposed to move as fast as we can. And I was strong as heck. So I'm, I was still moving it super fast. And Carol, Coach Revelto's wife, who's also a coach here at K-State, she's in there. And from across the weight room, it's like 7.30 in the morning. And she's like, yells at me <laughs> and makes like an example out of me. I felt a little embarrassed, but. You didn't have the right weight on. Yeah, I didn't. No. Too and, much. Right. It was too much. And I was still moving it quick, I thought. But she was right. She had said, like, follow what it says because it follows a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, you can make it a long ways in life if you just follow what people say. I don't yeah. know. That, I don't. I don't know if that's the right statement to well, say. But maybe, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> if you trust that they know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, Coach Revelto has been doing this for like thirty-four years or something like that. I want to say that maybe that's not enough years, but like. <laughs> I mean, he's been at K State for that long. I think. Yeah, maybe that's. He's right. been doing it for longer. So I'm like, there's a lot of people that have been here before me and have been successful. So. Yeah. Why. Why would yeah, I mean, you came here because it's a program that you trust, so yeah, cool. I would, if you, if you trust their program, then I would do whatever they just say. fully buy in. I would do everything that they like, tell you to say everywhere and every time and everything. There's definitely like when you get to anywhere, it's like, I don't know, you're feeling it out. You said it took you two years to kind of get comfortable, mm-hmm. right? But after that two years, you're kind of just like. You don't really. It's just like I'm all in. I trust this training. Trust in the process. Because yeah, I mean, like, you've seen the results. I mean, my all American third year last year here was like, yeah, we went to nationals, and that's probably the year that I was like, I'm gonna fully buy into this. No more thinking that I know what everything is. Right. And that was one of my best seasons. I don't know if there's any correlation, but. I'm sure there is. I'd like to think there is. <laughs> yeah. The more you buy in, the more you succeed. Yeah. Or more you kind of reach And you can your still potential. be skeptical of some things. Yeah, and there's – I love this. You should question some things and ask questions about it. But. There's. This is the last thing we'll talk about because it's almost an hour at this point. But <laughs> there is definitely a conversation to be said about, like, the athlete 100% buying in. Is so beneficial because not only they're going to get the, like, they're going to be buying in and doing what the coach says and coach programs, but if the coach has the humility to kind of be like, okay, well, I know they're buying in and it's not really accomplishing what I accomplish, them knowing that you're buying in makes it easier for a coach to be like, well, we need to change mm-hmm. the little bit. We need to change this. We need to change that. Because, and this is just like, I don't know. This is such a nuanced conversation. I feel like it doesn't really matter, but it does matter. But what I'm trying to say is like when a coach sees that you're buying in, I would say they're probably more apt to be like, okay, well they're doing all that I'm asking. So and it's, it's not getting any better and it's not working with, it, they're not accomplishing changes. Right. Yeah. Whereas if I was a coach and I see someone that's like, well, they're not really giving it their all. It feels like they're not fully bought in. I'm just going to kind of stick with what I want or what I've had and see if maybe if they do start buying in, they can basically like a coach can read their program better if it's done 
to a T mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Okay. That's all. Uh, all right. Tim, thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you. First ever guest on the Be Fast podcast. I like to be fast. You got to be fast. You have to be fast. And you're going to be fast this weekend oh. in Lubbock. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. That's it. I'm going to turn this thing off. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you made it this far, appreciate yeah. <laughs> appreciate it. And we will catch you guys when we catch you. Peace. Peace.